Hello, Esther Deborah here, and this is Agape Love. Love is here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned. How to help people the Lord's way and have her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Hello, Pastor Deborah here again. Wow, can you believe it? It's been such a short time. We are continuing on with our Isaiah 61 Global Teleministry videos of our teaching of this very, very important scripture in the Old Testament of the Holy Bible. This is a real important scripture, Isaiah 61 and Isaiah 62. Why? Because it begins and it continues to tell us of the Father's heart and his desires and purposes for his word that he sent for himself and for all of humanity. We've been working through each scripture. We're up to verse number 8. And this is part 3 of verse 8, as you can see on the board behind me. Please go back and look at part 1 and part 2. There will be one more part, I think. I may have to divide it up into maybe 5, I'm not sure. I believe that when you trying to learn something, you need to go slow, you need lots of definitions, you need time to think, you need lots of stories, and you need time to ponder. So let's begin part three of verse eight. You know me. Let's begin with prayer. Father, you who wrote these words through Isaiah, your prophet, long, long ago, let your words come to life in our spirit and our soul. Feed us of your truth, of your word. Let your light shine deep into our ignorance. Help us to change, renew ourselves and return us to our high place, the penthouse of our concepts and ideas about you, about your kingdom, about earth itself, about our enemy who's here on earth, and about ourselves. Help us to hear your voice in these words. Help us to learn about you, and thus learn about ourselves. We give you thanks and praise for your living words of spirit and truth. 
Amen. Let's begin. You know me, how I always like to begin with powerful words of wisdom that come out of this Bible. And here is one of them. Proverbs 25, 2. It says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings, that is humanity, is to search out a matter. In that verse, it says that this God hides things from us. And that is his glory, his right to do that. Because most of the time, we are not ready to see it and hear it. Not even ready to believe it. So he waits till our hearts turn and are seeking truth. No matter if it hurts, no matter if it disagrees with what we already believe in. Until our hearts are unsettled and they're not satisfied. Till they find something they know not what, but their heart is searching. And he is saying it is the honor of a king, that is your spirit, to search this out, to look and find, to read and study and learn and to help bring light into your darkness, which is your ignorance. Jeremiah 17.10 I, the Lord, I search, I try and look at the heart, at your reins, at your thoughts, at your ideas, the concepts you have, the beliefs you have, the willingness or unwillingness, the reason for doing things. I try these. I test them. I'm going to prove them. I'm going to reveal them to yourselves. To see what guides you. I already know, he says. But you need to know what guides you. What directs you. What is your reasons for obeying or not obeying? Who... Are you obeying? What are the desires of your heart that you're lusting after? What words are you trying to fulfill in prophecies? Are you trying to do? Do you serve me and my kingdom? Or do you serve another and his kingdom? You might call it the global world order. Or do you just lust for power? And control. And maybe just money. Or sex. Or to have a legacy and fame. What is behind you? What's guiding you and directing you? What are your true motives? That Maybe you won't even tell yourself. But I can see them. I will test them. I'm looking at your goals. What you want to happen. Maybe in 20 years. What kind of name you'd like to have for yourself. 
you think all the world should think about you. Maybe it's your fame or your legacy. Or maybe even after you die that there will be great temples or statues built to you. But as you know, here in America, we can tear down the statues. And we can destroy your legacy. Because sometimes what happens is, what you try to hide right now, it comes out after you're gone. The truth starts coming out about you. And what you thought impressed people doesn't. What you tried to cover up and hide, it is exposed. But this God is saying, I'm going to look. And I'm going to dig deep into your life. I'm going to see what is on top of you, riding you, pulling on your reins, leading you to the left or to the right. I'm going to see if you're free. I'm going to see if I have to use pain to guide you or if others are sitting. As a rider sits on a horse and uses the pain of the bridle to turn a horse, I'm looking. I'm going to look at your actions, your deeds. What are the motives behind it, he says. So in Isaiah 61, he's trying to tell us, we got some problems and we're going, I'm going looking. And I hope you go with him to see with your eyes opened. And he says, why do I do this? He says, I do this so that I may give or reward according to the fruit, the end result of your guidance, your thoughts and concepts your goals that you have for yourself to either bless you or to send you away with nothing. He's looking. He wants to bless you, but he will test you and try you. So let's begin now with verse 8. Of Isaiah 61. We had finished up in I believe part 2. And we were working our way through. Why the word was needed in our life. Why it must be anointed. And why it was sent. It had to do some powerful things. Inside of humanity. And for humanity. And we were working our way through that list before we could really get into a lot of Isaiah 61 verse 8. We had finished up. Verse 8 says, I love judgment and I hate robbery. We had learned some things had been robbed from God. The truth had been robbed. The free will of man to freely worship in spirit and truth had been robbed taken away and humanity had been sort of trafficked, stolen kidnapped and placed in the service of another you call that human trafficking slave labor it began way back in the garden in our ignorance we were stolen and taken 
deceived and bewitched. And we ended up in a mess. So we continue now with the purpose of Isaiah 61. We were at number 4. That the word came to open the spiritual doors of captivity and bondage and slavery of flesh. That sin controlled, that death controlled through ignorance. So we learn that something has to happen. A Hebrews 4.12 must occur. And what is that, Pastor Deborah? I'll tell you. When the Spirit fell from its high place of kingship and leadership and being the head of the soul and the physical body, it sort of slipped off of its pedestal, so to speak. And it fell down to the ground. And it got covered up by the flesh, by mud and carnal desires. Sort of like, whoop. We see it, uh, and it is just demonstrated to us, in the Jewish circumcision of a male penis. The little foreskin is cut off to reveal the head. It's also sort of like something in a cocoon. It's covered up cannot come out it's tucked away hiding and what happened to the spirit it took because it was married to one with in intimacy it became the tail it had no say anymore was not the leader it just followed the soul the carnal nature and the flesh wherever it went And this new image and likeness that it became was the souls, which was the image and likeness of some guy named Satan. It was the adversary of God, filled with hate, ignorance, perverted wisdom, lust, desires that were evil and corrupt. Didn't love itself, didn't love its neighbors. And that became the personality the makeup and the image and likeness of the spirit. So it sunk down. And in order for it to become free, so it can discover who it really was and is and is meant to be, it has to be circumcised out of the flesh. Sort of like a divorce. The flesh sort of has to die for it to legally be free but what God provided was a way it's called Hebrews 4.12 and here's what it says for the word of God which you're listening to now is quick it's alive it's living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword it's piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and the marrows those things that connect the two of them and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart and if any of you right now would like to have 
this Hebrews 4.12 experience, we can take care of it right now. Then we'll just be talking to your spirit. And your spirit will be able to hear and understand so much more and much better. You would? Okay, let's pray. Father, take your word of Hebrews 4.12 and apply it to all those that are here now in the spirit who are having dreams of us and who will be watching this video later. Apply Hebrews 4.12 in their life. Bring about the fruit that you sent it to the earth to do. For you said you watch over your words. Guard them and protect them and you fulfill your words for your purposes. So Father, fulfill your purposes of Hebrews 4.12 in these lives of these precious little ones. Amen. I want to give you just a little bit more of what Hebrews 4.12 is about Jeremiah 23 29 is not my word this God says like a fire and like a hammer that breaks the rock the veil the foreskin of the flesh and it opens the doors of captivity into pieces that's what Hebrew 4.12 does opens a door and the spirit can come out like a moth it's now going to stretch its wings like a butterfly the cocoon is open you can come out a way was made for you through Hebrews 4.12 I see you come on now come on come on Stretch, little one, stretch. Stand up. Yeah, look around. Oh, it's not so, it's a little, it's a little different, yeah. But you're going to be okay. See, everybody, look around you. Look at all the little ones coming out of the darkness. Just sit down for a while and just listen and look at yourself and look around. You're in a world now you've never seen. The light will get brighter as your eyes adjust. Yes, you will look down and see that other part of you. You will look off in the distance and you will see shadow and darkness. That's your soul. We'll get to that later. We're going to help it, yes. We're going to help it, but not right now. Right now we're going to talk to you, the little one who just came out. The door is opened. Some of you are going to be frightened. I'll help you out. We're not going to go very far. It's a big world out here. Lots to learn. We're just going to let you get used to having the door opened. And the light coming in. Also, while you're doing that, I'm going to keep talking to you. About verse 8 and how... It was so needed. And how we learn from Isaiah 61 other verses about ourselves. 
and why his word was sent. Number five, his word was sent to proclaim to us the acceptable, the appropriate time, the day like today of these events of the Lord. Yeah, he sent his word a long time ago so I would be ready to declare and proclaim to you this opening of that door, coming out of your shell called the soul, leaving behind the flesh, the carnal nature, coming out of the cocoon, so to speak. It'll take you a little while, but you are no longer the tail. You might be a baby, but you will grow and learn. Number six, proclaiming the day, the time and the age of this vengeance of God's against sin and death, slavery, the divine law of justice of you sin and die. That day has come. His vengeance against the slavery and your captivity was handed down through our ancestor named Adam because the royal law said and it even hit Lucifer who became Satan and it hit one third of the angels because they rebelled against a known law and they fell into sin and to death that doesn't mean you died did you no 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 you're just out of the presence and the fellowship of God he doesn't did not have delight in you and your wisdom and knowledge you had was perverted and twisted and subject to the flesh and the lust of it yep two thirds of the angels fell Lucifer fell became Satan and our little spirit fell you fell into the flesh got covered by it the door was slammed shut And that's where you've been all your life. But not anymore. For the word came right through Pastor Deborah. Today was his day of vengeance against that law. That you had been subjecting to. The penalty of. You were trapped in your soul. In the flesh. But when he sent that word. It's here. And he used it and said today is the day of his vengeance against that captivity that has entrapped you and enslaved you in human trafficking done the domestic violence on you bullied you dragged you around by the flesh kept you in brothels and darkness and servitude for its desires whatever it was You were a slave of your physical body and its needs. You were a slave of Satan and his demonic spirits. And he said, because you're here. His word through Isaiah 61 was proclaimed thousands of years ago. It's on planet earth. And I'm just applying it and proclaiming it to you today. That he took his vengeance. He set you free. That's what it means. Justice was done. 
Oh, it had been judged, the sin, this image and likeness of death. It had already been proclaimed illegal and unrighteous. Even before you were born, excuse me. But he was ready with another law. God loved your neighbor as yourself. He had already provided the sacrifice that would take care of this. Even before it was born. The law was fulfilled. Something had to die. But it was, you died temporarily. But not eternally. That was done for you for by another. By himself. Through his own word. On earth. In this young man who had a physical body. Named Christ. This Christ carried the word. This word and Christ and the physical body. And the soul of Jesus. All went to a cross. Paid the price for your freedom. It was already done. You just didn't know it. It had to be proclaimed to you. So you, the captive, the little precious spirit, could be set free of all the guilt that your soul has, if it has any. Some souls have no guilt. But your spirit did. Your spirit felt dishonored. It knew something was wrong. It knew it was a spiritual exile, but it didn't know from where or from who. It was covered in shame. It was covered in slavery and ick and diseases and leprosy. And the fear of death controlled it. For all of that controlled the soul. And because you were one with the soul, married to it, you, the Spirit, felt the same thing. But today, this freedom has been proclaimed. And as you look around, you will not see what you saw from your slave cell. You look clean and beautiful, sparkling. Glory's coming back to you. You have clothes on now, beautiful, righteous robes. And you are pure light now, no darkness. That's right. You're beautiful. And you'll get to know yourself and others as we go along. Alright, number seven. The reason the word had to come, we're told, in the first other verses of Isaiah 61, was to comfort you, to give peace to you, to give you hope and encouragement, love and joy, to bring healing. That's what's happening now. And the future to all humanity by a new and glorious way. Not in a cell of captivity. Not as a human trafficked spirit. Or a sex slave. Or a slave labor. And held in a captivity. Mm -mm. This new and glorious way. 
is in a new but ancient spiritual relationship with this God that set you free as a father and you as his child. He's the, this word, <clears throat> Isaiah 61, was proclaimed and decreed to bring you encouragement for your sadness for your mourning over all your many losses your heart didn't know why you cried and were sad you lost a family you knew nothing about you lost living food and living water you lost your power of authority and dominion even over yourself you had no say whatever your soul told you to do you did whatever your body wanted you did whatever anybody ordered you to do you did you lost your homeland it's called the kingdom of heaven you were exiled from it for you had become a traitor because you disobeyed but you didn't you didn't know that Adam did but he didn't understand what you shall surely die meant but God had a plan he was coming he wasn't going to leave you alone and you'll know you had many ways of escape yeah you disassociated created many different people to live you had out of body experiences you went into trances and you went off into peaceful safe places until the evil and the wickedness passed excuse me here he didn't leave you alone he was always taking care of you he knew you were going to become coming out into the womb into an evil wicked place and he prepared in you even though it was sunk in the soul help but now he can comfort you spiritually after the Hebrews 4.12 experience and you had lost the source of your light and your power the Holy Spirit but he's back now that's the light that's shining out of you it's cleaning you lighting you it's doing a lot of things in you Number eight, to appoint, ordain, and decree, and proclaim a sign unto you, little ones, to your spiritual hearts. You need something now. You're going to get beauty for your spiritual ashes of your fall into darkness of death once we get your spirit grown up a little bit fed dressed and you get nourished you'll start speaking to and talking to your soul you'll get back into it and your soul will notice a difference because the soul's been a big bully to you it's been the controller and the master and you will have to a 
you will have to be gentle with it and love on it. It needs a lot of work. You have been spiritually separated from the Heavenly Father, but no longer. Now the soul still is. It's connected to the other guy. And it's still connected to the physical body. But we can work with all parts, no problem. And the beauty that you need again is your reconnection to the kingdom of heaven. Because you had lots of shame when you lost that. Being a traitor and an exile is horrible. And that's what the little spirit was. Also now, this is some good news. You're going because you were spiritually naked when you were in the soul. You had no light in your body or on your body of the Holy Spirit. Now if you look, you are wearing clothes of light and beauty. So you're going to get some new clothes to wear, little one. You're going to get some beauty for the filth and the blackness of death that has been your perfume, your deodorant, your smells. You are not a nice-smelling little creature inside the soul. And when you get back in your soul, you will notice the difference. You'll be able to smell the stench of the soul when you get back there. Oh, Isaiah 61 and its words had a lot to say to you. And now we can tell you a lot of it. Because you're out. You have been divorced, separated, circumcised from your soul. From the smells of death. When you get back in your soul not going to be pretty you won't like it and when you want to leave you are welcome now you can come and go even though you did before but now you'll have a place to go to it is called the garden of Eden on earth a bluebird will come and show you the way there'll be a cherubim out front and he'll look at you and nod and say come on in yes I'll be there all the wonderful things your heart has always dreamed of. You see it in many movies and you have thoughts of it. A land where there's peace. And everybody loves everybody. That's how it was supposed to be. But it didn't work out that way. But in the garden here on earth, it is still here. You're going to need beauty for your ashes from the beastly image and likeness of Satan which is, means you were an adversary of God yourself you were an enemy you were full of lust and envy and hate and perverseness you were made when you fell into the soul in the image and likeness of Satan himself because mm-hmm. it was in your soul but not anymore You're going to grow and develop into a new image and a new likeness, which has great beauty. You needed beauty because you had ancient wounds 
and stains of the loss of the Holy Spirit. You had diseases and illnesses that we had to take care of. You needed beauty in your heart for being spiritually exiled out of the kingdom of heaven, out of your home country and its pleasures and its garden of Eden and the tree of life that you never got to eat from, but now you can. You needed beauty in your life for the terror of slave labor that you had become to the soul and the physical body and the terror and the agony of the fear of death if you did not do what you were ordered to do and your emotions of your soul and your body dictated everything to you that's who you believed you were and you were but not any longer You needed beauty for the bondage and slavery and captivity of being a slave, living in a prison cell with the tattoos of the ownership to Satan and to the chains that you couldn't see, but maybe you could, to his slavery. He pimped you out. He used you for his purposes. He used you against God. He used you to pierce his heart. You were just his slave laborer. His sex slave. His toy. He could do anything he wanted to to you. Could hurt you. Kill you. Punish you. Abuse you. Even when you were sleeping. Even in your dreams. He would torment you with death. Not let you die. And just keep tormenting you. Why? Because it was piercing the very heart of God who loved you. And Satan hated him. Couldn't hurt him directly, but he hurt him through you. Even though you didn't know it. These two have been at it since the beginning. And we were caught right in the middle of their war. Isaiah 61 also brings to you... Words of the oil of joy for your mourning. You needed to be re-anointed with the oil of divine kingship, of authority and dominion with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, which is the Son, the very words the offspring, the outbreathing of God himself, of the words of spirit and life. You needed the oil of joy brought back into your life to relight your spiritual candle, your spiritual heart and mind, and bring back the light, the spirit of truth, perception, understanding by seeing again to heal your blinded spiritual mind and eyes to no longer be spiritually blind or deaf to the voice of the Lord 
through the Holy Spirit. He lifted a veil, took off the flesh that it was blinding you so you could see, perceive and hear what has always been you. And if you stay in the Old Testament and you turn, he will unveil himself and you in the Old Testament, the Torah, the book that Abraham read. That's all any of the early people that believed in this God ever had was the Old Testament. Did you know that Christ had come six, four to six hundred years before Muhammad had his vision, his trance in the cave? Allah didn't show up till four to six hundred years after this young Christ had gone to the cross. He wasn't even here back in the days of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Allah didn't show up in the Old Testament, the Torah. He was not the God of Abraham. And Isaac and Jacob, go back and study. I just talked to a young man. United Arab Emirates. Go back. Started in Genesis. And now your heart will see. And you will learn. You also had to have the oil of joy again. To spiritually reordain you. The spiritual part of you. With the power and authority of the kingdom of God. That is the power to demonstrate and manifest and influence through God's power. His kingdom on earth. Through nature with animals, through sickness and diseases and viruses. Oh yes, you should be able to speak to the COVID virus and tell it to die if you're in that position. Because that is an earthly thing. But there can be a spiritual thing behind it. You'll have to take care of that also. So by re-getting the oil of joy your reordination you can do this to reordain you as spiritual children priest unto the Lord as ministers of reconciliation between him and other humans on behalf of other people who do not yet know him for you are a king of the kingdom of heaven, a priest, a royal priesthood. And you should be, you will learn how to be in that position for God to humanity. You needed the oil of joy given back to you, which is the spirit and the anointing. You need that. For it's a garment of praise unto your spirit. Of the spirit of heaviness that you had. Couldn't raise your arms, your eyes. You were bent over. You were crawling in the dirt of mud and carnal nature. 
And this oil of joy takes all of that off. You can stand up straight. Look up. Raise your hands. And it's now. You are a garment. The Lord can be pleased with. Carry in his hands as a jewel. Put on his own head. And you will shine out. Couldn't do that before. But you can now. To give to you a new spirit. To contain this garment. This clothes. This body and covering. This light. You needed to be born again. Because the old thing you had. It could not contain this. Could not wear it. You needed some new clothes. But you needed to put them on a new body. Now. You are a body. A child. Of the light. The truth. You needed this spiritual covering. On your mind. And your heart. And your voice. So you could praise. Which says. Abba. Abba. The spirit of the sun cries out in you to its father. And it says, I love you, father. I love you, father. Thank you, father. That's the spirit of Christ in you. The spirit of the sun, the word itself. Crying out, Abba, father. For loving me. For always being in my life. For helping me through the dark ages of sin and death. And through the ages of lust and flesh. Thank you Father. For when I was blind and deaf to you. You were still loving me. Thank you Father that you sent your light back to me. You went looking for me. You came to rescue me. And that your heart did not. Fade from me. Never stop loving me. Never stop looking for me. So that I could return unto you. Thank you. Abba. Father. You needed beauty for your ashes. Because your clothes had become. Garments of darkness and death. And you needed some beauty back in your life now. You needed the light of love and joy and peace returned to you. The covering of praise. Because what had happened, you had become an orphan. You were filled with no love for yourself, no love for others. Didn't know you were loved by a God. Didn't even know you had a father and a mother. Oh, who's your mother? The agape love part of God. That was the very lightness of God. That was your mother. You were separated from it. So you couldn't love yourself. Only your soul loved itself. And its love was perverted and evil and wicked. And you had no love for your neighbors. And you didn't know that a God loved you and that you could love it back. Without fear of punishment. 
You needed the garment of praise. It's beauty. For the clothes and the rags of death and disease that covered you in the soul. That was your garment. Your soul was filled with diseases and lust, sickness and death. It was covered by the physical body. Oh, you were a leprous and diseased spirit for sure. You were an outcast. You had no hope. Excuse my papers. You had no future. You were filled with sadness, loneliness, hopelessness. And you were hollow. You had no purpose. You had an emptiness in you that nothing could fill. You tried to find peace through drugs and sex, lusting. Tried to find joy by having wealth and friends and whatever you needed to do. And you tried to find peace by controlling everything and everybody around you. You were trying and trying so hard. And nothing was working. Because when death was at your door, you were so afraid. There was no hope. So you needed beauty and the oil of joy to come back to you. Number nine. So that you, again, could be called, renamed, decreed in your nature in this new image and likeness. A tree of righteousness. That meant you would be strong, a pillar of righteousness and beauty and in right standing with the law of the kingdom of heaven. You would be planted in a garden here on earth. Oh, the garden is nasty. It's got a lot of weeds and tares. The fowls of the air fly around. The winds blow. The fires come, but you're planted. And you'll stand strong no matter what comes your way, spiritually or in the carnal nature. You are now a tree a strong and mighty one. Not yet, but you'll get there. You're just a seed right now planted inside your soul. You've got to grow. And you will produce the fruit that you're to produce. But you're here on earth. You're not dead. And you're in the kingdom of heaven. But you don't know it yet. And you haven't been released. It's like You've been shown the car that you're going to drive, but you're not even out of diapers yet, so you can't drive it, but it's there. It's waiting for you. But you've got to learn a lot about rules and laws. And then you have to know where you're going in the car, what the purpose for the car is, how you can help other people with the car. So you've got a lot to learn yet, but we'll get you there. Now, In this new image and likeness, this beauty, this oil of joy, you've been returned. The words that were originally said over you, decreed over you, in Genesis 1.26, are now back. Been restored to you. Have been re-spoken over you. And here's what they said. And God said, let us, 
my father's side and my mother's side through the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us make man, the spiritual being, inside of dirt in our image, in the image of the father component of me, my authority and dominion as a king, and the mother's side of me, agape, love. And let them, that's you, that you little ones, have dominion over the fish of the sea. That's a deep meaning. We'll get to that in another teaching. And over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every living creeping thing that creeps on the earth. There are several meanings there. Very, very deep. And we'll get to that in another tape. But just now know you've got your authority and dominion back. Why would all this be done? So that the king, God the Lord of heaven, might be glorified. And then his new trees of righteousness you little one his planting of his glory his judgment against injustice of those that robbed him of you his new priest of righteousness in order to one build up old waste two raise up former desolations three repair the waste cities of many generations to be renamed the righteous priest of the Lord for others to call them you the priest of the Lord the ministers of God six excuse me to be glorified in the healing and reconciliation of others to God. Seven, to receive double of the gifts of honor and glory for your shame, for your dishonor, for your lack of glory and all the losses of the kingship. Eight, you shall no longer be spiritually confused. Nine, to receive double everlasting joy. So now we begin to learn that this God loves judgment. You are receiving that, the benefits of his judging against Satan, death, hell, and the grave, the evil wickedness of the soul and the physical body. His judgment is his divine law, his royal law, against the thieves and the robbers of his glory, of his beauty that he put in you, of his image and likeness that he put in you, and from all of his creation, you, his offspring, were robbed from him. He loves his judgment against these thieves and these robbers.
He loves bringing a righteous sentence against the robbers. They were judged in the court of the universe, found guilty, sentenced, so that the captives, that be you, could be set free, and found innocent and not guilty. And how this affected your free will and your willingness to worship him in spirit and in truth. You couldn't love him. You didn't know about him. You were blind, deaf, and dumb. Your will was not free. It was held captive by the soul and the fear of death and by Satan. In the soul and through the physical body. You were, were not a free-willed spirit being. And he had to bring judgment against those robbers who robbed him of your free will and robbed him of his free worship. The offerings you were to bring to him of praise and honor and glory. So in verse 8 we learn that he loves judgment against those things that robbed him and robbed you. God had a courtroom. He had a trial. He tried Satan. He tried death. He tried the demonic spirits of Satan. He tried the image and likeness of Satan. Found them guilty of robbery and theft, kidnapping, human slavery and sex trafficking. Of you. The precious human spirit. That was inside the soul. They stole you. Kidnapped you. Through bewitchment. You were innocent when you got taken. And you were changed and groomed. And you became something so horrible and icky. But through love. Through the love of the father. The love of the Holy Spirit. The love of the mother part of him through the love of the word they came to set you free let me tell you a story about what this kind of love looks like and how I pastor Deborah bore it for other people and demonstrated it so you will learn what it looks like and how it is done here on earth the story is about his royal law It's called, I'll Bear Your Burdens and Pain, as Jesus did for me. I'm going to read it to you, because it's a long one, but it's a true story. And the young ones that were involved, they are all still alive. 2015. This story will be a sad story but one spiritually full of the powerful and loving agape love for a spiritual child of the Heavenly Father and mine. His name was Gavin. Sweet young man. All who are watching, they were a part of this. He was a neighbor of mine 
one of the least of the king's spiritual brethren, who is but a spiritual child, a lamb, precious in the sight of the heavenly father. This story is on the website of www.agapeloveloveishere.org. This story is about a 13-year-old precious, precious young boy who has physically, mentally, sexually, and spiritually grown up since the age of six months in child pornography, sex trafficking, and homosexuality, as well as satanic ritual abuse. I've never met this young boy personally, but I do have pictures of him that he sent me of himself, and I have talked with him on the phone and in the spirit. I never know where he is calling from or what is really going on, but he always calls me. This precious young boy was given up by his mother, she's dead now, to a satanic high priest to be a sex slave and a companion to his son named Hans. In the pornography business and as a companion to a satanic high prince, that was Hans, that was to become a satanic king one day. This precious young boy, Gavin, was never allowed to be out in society or in regular public school. No love except from his companion, who became his mother and father to him, as well as his protector. There's another story about Hans. I met him when he was five. They're both grown now, well into their 20s. Probably got children of their own. Still alive. I believe they're living over in England somewhere. And they're still sure. Oops, excuse me for knocking that. So let me go on. No love except from his companion. Then the companion and this young boy became sexual partners, lovers, both trying so hard to be genuinely loved and to love. Even in perversion, the spirit through the soul is trying to be loved and receive love to get peace and joy even through the wrong way. This precious young child was used in child pornography all his young years of life even with dogs. He through the wonderful gift from the heavenly father himself of disassociating forgetting the breaking the fracturing of one's own heart and mind into another into spiritually creating someone else to take the abuse and live through 
the fear of death. To survive the sexual abuse, the shame, the dishonor, the guilt, the rejection of love, the terror and the defilement, and the loneliness of his life, the sexual addiction for love, the unfulfilled spiritual need for love, the pain of his life, and could spiritually escape in his heart and mind, and he could be safe for a while. All humans do this. It is a gift from the Creator to help them. They don't know how they do it. They don't know. They just run, and it's done. He became a sex slave. Gavin did to the high priest his name was Isaac now Isaac is gone he's gone to heaven I got him saved he's gone and to many others to survive the pain and life he turned to heroin and other drugs there's another story of one of my children named Owl who also has his story on the website. And you'll learn about Owl's life because he's involved in this story. Living on heroin to numb the pain, escaping the best he knew how, the abuse and the fear of death, living but spiritually broken, an oppressed spirit, Living without true spiritual agape love and desiring to love. Desiring to be loved but having no hope of ever getting it or even some kind of a normal life. Having no value within himself. Feeling hollow. Empty. No purpose, no beauty, no love. Always living in a big house paid for by Isaac, the satanic high priest. He was the head king of one of the Illuminati's 13 families of international brotherhood. And he, they said in the third position... And they were of the Black Forest clan out of Germany, which had to be dissolved. Pastor Deborah was involved with that. And with many others in a big city. A life of nothing. No one. Only sex and heroin, video games and satanic meetings. Every few years, Gavin would come back into my life and the Heavenly Father and I would take care of business. First, the Heavenly Father delivered him instantaneously of the drug addiction to heroin. Through a spiritual trip to the throne of grace by the agape love of the Heavenly Father. That is sort of the background 
and the history of this precious young man, Gavin. Now the story. Well, the man who was keeping this young boy as a sex slave for himself and others came one night in the garage of this house somewhere in Houston, Texas. For I never knew exactly where he is living. And he was violently sodomized and raped this precious young boy, Gavin, with a steel rod. I found out and told the others in the house on the phone who got me on the phone, they always called me, to call the police, and they did, and to take Gavin to the emergency room of a hospital for treatment, and they did. The police were called, and cameras in the garage showed the criminal act, and the perpetrator was a close family member the satanic high priest, a king, Isaac. Now you got to understand, I had to love Isaac as much as I loved Gavin. No matter what they did to each other, that powerful agape love had to be there for all of them. So surgery was required, a hospital stay and pain medication. During this part of the journey for the young boy, Gavin, the fear of death and the pain were so unbearable for him that another human spirit, a trusted man of God named Victor, and another of, who was another of my spiritual children, stepped into the boy's physical body and went through the surgery and the pain during the recovery at the hospital and the pain medication. I know this sounds unreal, but to these precious people, it is spiritually normal. Then upon coming home, this precious young boy, Gavin, was in so much pain in his rectum and colon, and he didn't want to take the pain medication because he didn't want to get addicted again. Remember, I had already told you of this fact that the Heavenly Father had spiritually delivered him. But I didn't tell you all the details. But now I will, so you will spiritually understand the story better and the great power of agape love. You see, this precious young boy, Gavin, of 13, had been physically, mentally, and spiritually addicted to heroin for most of his young life. But God the Most High wanted him free, and he was going to do it to show the power of his agape love he had for Gavin. So others could see this, this unknown love demonstrated and desire it also and the spiritual freedom it freely offered. And the Heavenly Father 
wanted to deliver this precious spiritual child, Gavin, of this addiction to heroin so he could show the young boy another way to get the peace he was spiritually, mentally, and physically looking for in heroin. He would learn about the wonderful spiritual presence of the Heavenly Father's glory blanket, which is another story you can find on the website. The Heavenly Father desired to show this young boy and many, many others the peace of God, that they can become spiritually addicted as I was to. For I told them I too was an addict, and my drug of choice was the wonderful, peaceful presence of agape love, the Heavenly Father Himself, the glory of the Lord. I told him and many others, this spiritual drug would be better than the best heroin or morphine ever. It could numb their pain, give them the peace they were seeking, and it could deliver them as well from the earthly heroin and of all of its spiritual strongmen of addiction and bondage. And that the Heavenly Father wanted to help them and could help them for nothing was impossible for him to do for them. So they would spiritually come to know him and his agape love for them. I always knew that this is the heart of the Heavenly Father with these precious ones spiritually trapped in the spiritual kingdom of darkness and by its king, Satan, the master controller of the matrix, the human trafficker, the mighty pimp, the slave master. Even though they, as this little lamb of God, was from their very deepest core, of themselves believed in Jesus and have confessed it and even been baptized in water in swimming pools they were all my spiritual children and his but they did not believe much in him I hadn't seen a lot of his power yet they just were babies this young boy Gavin a lamb of God also told me he wanted to be free of this horrible addiction, this bondage to heroin. He had to go and buy it. He went into some of the most horriblest places to get it. He was always shooting it up. His friend Hans was always with him, helping him. He didn't like it. He didn't want to do it, but he hurt so much from his life. So now two hearts were in unity. The Heavenly Father and this young boy, Gavin, had come into spiritual agreement. 
for his spiritual, mental, and physical freedom from the addiction, the bondage to heroin, and its spiritual strongmen of Satan. Coming into unity with God's desires required this young man's free will. I told him I was an addict too, and I understood the need for my daily fix of peace. But my addiction was to the glory blanket of the presence of the Heavenly Father, His peace. So with this young boy on the phone, I prayed for the Heavenly Father to set this spiritual captive free. The Heavenly Father dropped down a wonderful blanket of His agape love, which is another story in itself. A wonderful blanket, a covering of the wonderful, peaceful presence of the Heavenly Father. Then the Heavenly Father spiritually took this precious spiritual child, Gavin, of his and mine. And I went, of course, to to his throne room in heaven. There in the throne room of the glory of God. This precious spiritual child was spiritually placed in the spiritual arms of another spiritual child who before his earthly death had also been spiritually and fully delivered from heroin himself. Owl. That story is also on the website in the section called Prayer and fasting volume 2 who was my spiritual son so in this spiritual presence of agape love himself the heavenly father this precious child Gavin this lamb this little spirit was completely spiritually delivered and set free from all that caused him to be spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically addicted to heroin. Then when he and I spiritually returned to our earthly bodies, he was delivered and healed and free. So therefore, this precious young boy, Gavin, did not want to take any pain medication for his rectum and colon pain which had been violently and horribly sodomized by a steel rod so in spiritually teaching him and the many others who were a part of this horrible experience of this young boy who was spiritually watching from afar the true spiritual meaning of the Heavenly Father's agape love and the true spiritual meaning excuse me of love for each other and for all mankind. Could I do any less for this young boy, a baby lamb, a little one? No. I would bear his burden and pain physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. 
For I knew what the word of God said for me to do. Bear, carry, take you one another's burdens. And so fulfill the royal, divine, spiritual law of Christ. Galatians 6.2 Authorized King James Version I had heard the words of agape love himself. The Heavenly Father, through His Son, Christ Jesus. In John 13, 34 through 35, red words. Verse 34, a new commandment I give unto you, Pastor Deborah, that you spiritually love one another as I have loved you, by bearing and carrying your burdens, your afflictions, and your pain and your troubles in myself, and laying down my own life for you, so that you also will love and demonstrate this love one to another. Verse 35. By this act, This deed, this demonstration of loving one another as I have loved you, Christ Jesus is telling Pastor Deborah. Taking your sicknesses, your diseases, your pain, your burdens, etc. onto myself to spiritually deliver and free you to spiritually show a heavenly father's agape love for you for this act this deed this demonstration shall men know that you are my spiritual disciple if you have this kind of love one to another spiritually John 15 7 through 17 red words of Christ again verse 7 if you spirit man pastor Deborah abide stay live by and receive your spiritual life sustaining nourishment in and from me my words of spirit and life from the heavenly father who is the eternal source of all life and my heavenly father's words he is speaking through me his son the Christ if they these words spiritually abide live fully and firmly rooted in you pastor Deborah dwelling with you in you you shall spiritually ask what you will and it whatsoever you have asked shall be spiritually done unto you verse 8 herein this is how my Christ Father is spiritually glorified in spirit and truth so that you 
spirit man, Pastor Deborah. You bear, you grow, you produce much spiritual fruit. Others who believe. Then shall you, spirit man, Pastor Deborah, be my Christ spiritual disciple, my follower, my student. Verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so I loved you. Spiritually continue you, Pastor Deborah, in my spiritual love. Verse 10. If you spiritually keep, if you do, if you obey, if you follow my spiritual commandments of agape love, And love others as I have loved you. You shall abide, you shall live in, dwell and be nourished by my agape love. Even as I have kept my father's spiritual commandments of agape love. The royal, divine, spiritual law of the kingdom of heaven. I abide, I live in, dwell in, and am spiritually nourished by His agape love. Verse 11. These spiritual things have I, Christ the Word, spiritually spoken unto you, Pastor Deborah. Why? So that my spiritual joy that I have with my Father, because I spiritually obey His spiritual, royal, divine law of agape love, might spiritually remain in you. And that your spiritual joy, Pastor Deborah, might be spiritually full, overflowing in spiritual abundance. Verse 12. This is my spiritual commandment, that you, spirit man, Pastor Deborah, spiritually love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13. Greater spiritual love has no spiritual man than this. That a spiritual man, Pastor Deborah, spiritually lay down, give up, take up the pains, afflictions, burdens of other spiritual men by spiritually giving up his own life, desires, and health, comfort zone for his spiritual friends. Verse 14. You are mine, Christ, the King's, the Savior's spiritual friends. If you, Pastor Deborah, spiritually do, spiritually whatsoever, I spiritually command you about spiritually loving others, your spiritual brethren, 
Gavin, as I have spiritually loved you. Verse 15. You, listen carefully, henceforth I, Christ, call you spiritual man, Pastor Deborah, spiritually not servants. Why? For the servant knows not what his Lord does. But I, Christ, have spiritually called you friends. For all spiritual things that I spiritually heard of my Father, I have spiritually made known unto you about this spiritually loving as I have loved you. Verse 16. You have not spiritually chosen me, but I have spiritually chosen you and ordained you, have officially put spiritual priestly authority on you, have a royal decree said over you, The law is spiritually established in you, destined you, foreordained you, my spiritual friends, because you spiritually obey my spiritual commandments, the royal divine law of agape love. Why? So that you should spiritually go and spiritually bring forth spiritual fruit. That's others who believe and will walk this walk as I have walked and you will walk. That your spiritual fruit should spiritually remain so that spiritually whatsoever you shall spiritually ask of the Father in my spiritual name and nature in my image and likeness in my authority out of the word of God he may spiritually give it you verse 17 these spiritual things I spiritually command you Pastor Deborah you spirit man that you spiritually love one another as I have spiritually loved you. Oh my goodness, Pastor Deborah, I had to take a deep breath. I was teaching this, showing this and demonstrating that I knew what I was to do. I knew the walk I was to walk. To produce the fruit that the word desired. That the heavenly father wanted to see. Pastor Deborah. Knew the law. Ephesians 5. 1 through 2. Verse 1. Be you spirit man. Pastor Deborah. Therefore spiritual followers of God. As dear spiritual children. Verse 2. And spiritually walk, live, do in agape love as Christ spiritually also 
has loved us and has spiritually given himself for us the entire world as a spiritual offering and a spiritual sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling spiritual fragrance 1 John 3 14, 16 and 18 verse 14 we spiritually born again spiritual men Pastor Deborah spiritually know that we have spiritually passed left crossed over from spiritual death verse 16 hereby perceive understand know realize spiritually we the agape love of God that we are loved by the agape love of God because he Christ spiritually and physically laid down gave up took our place of burdens and pain his life for ours and we all spiritual men we ought to we should always lay down our own spiritual and physical lives for the other spiritual lives of our brethren verse 18 my little spiritual children let us not spiritually love in word or in tongue only but in deed and in truth I'm having to keep changing my papers here got a dog barking downstairs got visitors trying to get to lunch let me keep going so we can keep traveling 1 John 4 7 through 8 verse 7 beloved let us spiritually love one another for true spiritual love is of God and everyone that spiritually loves is spiritually born of God and spiritually knows God verse 8 he that spiritual man that loves not his does not love his spiritual brethren knows not God for God is agape love Matthew 22:39 red words verse 39 and the <clears throat> excuse me and the second spiritual commandment is spiritually like unto it the first one i gave you you shall spiritually love your spiritual neighbor in agape love as yourself mark 12 30 through 34 verse 30 and you spirit man pastor deborah shall spiritually love the lord your spiritual god with all your spiritual heart and mind and with all your soul 
and with all your natural mind and with all your strength and abilities. This is the first spiritual commandment. Verse 31. And the second spiritual commandment is spiritually like it. In spiritual nature. Namely this. You spirit man, Pastor Deborah, shall spiritually love your spiritual neighbor, Gavin's. Gavin's little spirit and all those that were listening on the phone this day. As yourself with agape love as I have spiritually loved you. There is no other spiritual commandment greater than these. Verse 32. And the scribes said unto Jesus, Well, Master, Teacher, you have said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but He. Verse 33. And to spiritually love Him with all one's spiritual heart, mind, and with all the spiritual strength, abilities, and to spiritually love His spiritual neighbor as Himself is more spiritually important, vital, honorable, respectable, in obedience, and spiritually glorifying of the Heavenly Father than all the physically whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. means you can give everything you want, money, sacrifice, your time means nothing. If you do not love as he loves. Your spiritual neighbor. Verse 34. And when Jesus saw that he. The scribe had answered discreetly. I mean sort of quietly on the side. Jesus said unto him. You are not spiritually far. From the spiritual kingdom of God. And no man after that did ask Jesus any questions. Romans thirteen, eight through 10. Don't ever get tired of supporting something you did. And that's what we're going to get to. And this is what helped me to demonstrate and show agape love. I had to know that I was obeying the law of agape love. Romans thirteen eight through 10 verse 8 Owe no man anything don't owe him taxes loans, oath, vows, debts forgiveness, mercy or compassion pay it all but to spiritually love another in and with agape love that is what I owe every human is to spiritually love them with agape love. For he, that spiritual man, that loves another spiritual man, has spiritually fulfilled the spiritual royal divine spiritual law of agape love. Verse 9. For this spiritual fulfilling of the heavenly Father's spiritual 
royal divine spiritual law of spiritually loving another spirit man is seen demonstrated by shown revealed in you and by you shall you not commit spiritual adultery you shall not love another when you are to be loving your neighbor and loving God if you love wealth or riches or your legacy or fame or power you're a spiritual adulterer to your neighbor for you love yourself and not them you shall not kill unborn spiritual babies in the womb or anyone at any age who are spiritually made in the spiritual image of God himself you cannot destroy a spiritual purpose put people in slavery overpower them with lie to them and deceive them and think that you are going that you care for them not going to work politicians government leaders lawyers and judges even a father who beats his wife and children that's not loving your neighbor when you forgive somebody you're loving your neighbor all those people who are lying to us and deceiving us trafficking us for slavery so they can grow wealthy and have offshore bank accounts they will not live the lives that they expect us and tell us that we have to oh no they are spiritual adulterers to loving your neighbor as yourself so let's continue excuse me you shall not steal from your spiritual neighbor you cannot take up their purpose you cannot steal the love from them kidnap it from them think it's yours trying to get everybody to love you by promising them everything can't do it you shall not bear lie about be a false witness to your spiritual neighbor you shall not covet or lust for anything of of another and if there be any spiritual commandment it is briefly comprehended excuse me gotta get my next piece of paper understood and perceived by this saying you shall love your neighbor as yourself verse 10 God be love works does no ill or harm or danger or disrespect or dishonors or stresses or any injury to his spiritual neighbor therefore agape love is the spiritual fulfilling of the heavenly father's spiritual divine royal law the ten commandments so from these foundational spiritual words of spirit and life 
from the Heavenly Father, I, Pastor Deborah, asked in prayer, so all listening to me on the phone and in the Spirit could hear me asking the Heavenly Father if He would put on me, Pastor Deborah, this precious young boy's rectum and colon pain and their infections to follow in the spiritual footsteps, the nature, the image, the likeness of Christ Jesus, so I could bear, take away this young boy's pain in his rectum and colon, so he would not have to bear the pain in his body from this violent attack that was not only a physical one, but a spiritual one and an emotional one and a mental one and so that he would not have to take any pain medication. So I asked the Heavenly Father for all of this. So this precious young boy, Gavin, this baby lamb of God could rest and heal and that he and many many others would come to spiritually know the power of agape love and the love of the heavenly father and his son Christ Jesus what they had for them that was demonstrated on the cross I knew that the heavenly father would glorify himself for this precious little lamb of his, Gavin, for all those who were spiritually watching and listening in the deep darkness of multi-generational Satanism, child pornography, human trafficking, sex slaves, the occult, witchcraft of other faiths and religions, so that their spiritual hearts and minds would grow more in love with the Heavenly Father. And their weak, their trust, their faith, their belief in Him would grow stronger. Agape love was asked to do a mighty, mighty spiritual work. For those in the spiritual darkness, the ignorance, so they could see it at work, demonstrated to them. Then this young boy could and would become a spiritual living testimony of the Father's agape love. And that love was here now for them. And that it could heal them. And they did not have to remain on the spiritual outside looking in. Spiritually believing this love was unreal. Not spiritually being able to touch it or be touched by it or to even touch it themselves. But instead spiritually feeling that it was all too much And coming to spiritually know that their long spiritual wait for love to heal them 
was now over and that they could come to spiritually know and believe that agape love was here for them now through and in the Heavenly Father. I also knew I could handle spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically the pain much easier for I was very tough and I knew that the Heavenly Father would help me through it. I also knew that after some time he would lessen the pain and the complications so he could also heal me. All were told this through my tears of agape love and softness that this was the very same thing that had been done for me, Pastor Deborah, by Christ Jesus on the cross. For he took my burdens, my sin and my pains, my afflictions, my diseases, my burdens upon himself. Because he loved the Heavenly Father and he loved us. And that a son of God as a son of God myself. And with the heart and the mind of Christ living in me fully mature. I was born in this spiritual image and likeness of the heavenly father himself. I could do no less for this young boy, Gavin, this lamb of God. So the Heavenly Father put this young boy's rectum and colon pain and the soon coming infection on me. Excuse me. To demonstrate, to show and reflect to all of them how much the Heavenly Father and Christ Jesus loved him. And all of them so very much that he would and could take this young boy's horrible burden and pain of the violent attack away. So he did not have to use any pain medication. And thus the fear of being an addict again would not have control in his life. He would not have to have those thoughts to deal with the pain. Now this young boy's physical rectum and colon could also heal faster and easier. The Heavenly Father's agape love was at work. Many others who loved this young boy, Gavin, volunteered also to take his burden and pain in their rectum and their colon so he didn't have to feel it all for himself. Agape love was spiritually being demonstrated and precious spiritual children were learning and practicing walking in the royal divine law of agape love with their neighbor Gavin. And they were learning how to love their neighbor Gavin as Christ Jesus did with them from the cross. I spiritually knew I had spiritually grown more into the spiritual image 
and likeness of Christ himself, a son, a mature son of God, a spiritual messenger and bearer of agape love, as was Christ Jesus to those in the darkness, the ignorance, I too really began to walk, represent, obey, and understood the royal, divine law of agape love. I had spiritually matured, developed more into a true son of God, a truly anointed one, thus glorifying the heavenly father on earth as he is in heaven. Many precious spiritual lives were spiritually touched by this spiritual work, this act and deed of agape love. Praise and all glory to God, the heavenly father and his son, Christ Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit who made the impossible possible for those on the outside looking in the holy righteous glorious royal divine law and pattern of agape love was demonstrated on earth as it is in heaven so that those in the darkness and ignorance of agape love and the heavenly father and Christ Jesus would come to know them and desire to be with them for eternity. I had forgotten. It took about two or three months and I had forgotten my prayer. I got an infection and ended up in the hospital. It was a diverticulitis infection in my colon. It affected my heart. My heart now has a pacemaker. And it is a reminder of, in the flesh, of this great act indeed for Gavin. I walked the walk and I took the burdens for a young lamb of God. So, so many could believe in the power of the cross. So they would learn of a love that they had not known. And the walk that it walked. Glory, hallelujah, his truth goes marching on. And the agape love of the heavenly father goes marching on and on. Shining out brightly into the spiritual darkness. The ignorance into the spiritual hearts and minds and souls of humanity. As it shines out in heaven. Glory to God in the highest and peace and goodwill towards men. The emancipation proclamation is written and decreed by law. Spiritual slaves are free of spiritual darkness and ignorance. Spiritual freedom has come to all humanity. The royal divine law of agape love has set us all spiritually free to love and to be loved forever and eternity. His verdict of judgment, of justice against that 
and who had stolen from him humanity and our free will. Agape love paid the price. Spoke up in the courtroom and said, I'll pay the price that these are demanding of the law. I would show them that I could pay the price myself. I walked the distance for my neighbor. And the greatest love, agape love, was the judgment and the justice against those that robbed God and humanity. For this judgment had been prepared. Agape love had already died in the heart of God. It had already walked the cross and the path to death, hell and the grave. But of course the thieves did not know this. They did not know the power. All of creation had never seen such power of agape love. That it would give its own life. Give up everything of itself for its neighbor. For its children. God would demonstrate the mother side of himself. And the power of laying down your life for your neighbor. And taking and bearing all of their burdens on yourself. We hear a thing called the greatest love is when you can lay down your life for another. Fall on the grenade so others can live. Fall on the barbed wire fence so people can crawl over your back. Go into other countries and give your life so they can be free. Copy love paid a high price for all of humanity. And it is here. It is free. Death could not hold the power of agape love down. Hell and the grave could not stop it. Satan himself tried on the cross and could not. Tried in hell to hold it back and he couldn't. Agape love's power was more powerful than hate and evil and wickedness and spiritual death and sin and rebellion. Mighty battle took place and the enemies of agape love and righteousness were defeated legally on the battlefield for all to see. Agape love, the greatest thing there ever was. Now if you would like to have this agape love touch you and no longer be on the outside looking in, And to come out of the shell of the soul. And to see the defeat of all that has come against you. As Gavin and all of them did. Then bow your head and let me pray. Father, these little ones that are listening. Let them be as Gavin was. That they'll see. Be touched by your agape love. Help them to no longer be afraid of it. To let them touch them. That they can be loved and they can love. Father, reach down with your gift of agape love as you did on the cross. Bear their burdens for them. Carry their pains. Defeat the thieves that have robbed you and them. Apply your law of judgment and justice against Satan and his demons, against hell, death, and the grave. 
apply the victory to these little ones. Bring them out of the darkness of the soul as a little bird out of its egg. As a butterfly out of the cocoon. Bring out the little one out of the darkness of the flesh. And breathe your agape love on them. Light their candle. And let them love again. And see again and hear again. And all those that are watching this, no matter if they desire that. To be touched by love. To be freed by love. To see love be demonstrated in their life. So they can believe. Then let it be. Let them remember Pastor Deborah walked that walk. She carries a pacemaker always with her. Her heart is still very weak. But it is a demonstration. Of the love that Pastor Deborah had. For Gavin. For him not to become a heroine. He never has. Oh, he's a young man now. I'll see him later. When life has finished, he got a lot of people saved that day and still has him and Hans, even though they have dark side parts. They're working behind the scenes in the realm of multi-generational Satanism. Did you know Hans was conceived in a Petri dish? He was to be one of the Antichrists to come. And then implanted in a virgin. Not even of human birth. But Satan couldn't do it. They're all saved. And so many others. A lot of witches and those in the cult. Also. From many other religions and faiths. Touch them Father with your power. Your judgment. Against these robbers. Of you and them. In the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. This ends part 3 of Isaiah 61 verse 8. And I'll pick up again with part 4 and hopefully we'll be finished. I'm not quite sure yet. I think the next part has to do with how God after he does this will renew and re-decree unto us an everlasting covenant which is an exciting thing, an agreement filled with so many goodies and riches oh it's just wonderful working on it right now now i'm going to get ready and do some studying get ready for the zoom meeting on human trafficking change out my board to that and keep on going love all of you so much come again to the global teleministry videos This is the section of Isaiah 61. We're working through it. We're going to be going through Isaiah 62 and then other ones, which are powerful books. I hope you join us again and come back. And until then, this is Pastor Deborah, and I love all of you. Come again and sit out my window. Come to the garden. The doors open. The lights are on. Meet the creatures and hear the flowers sing and always know that the word is there and he's always teaching pastor deborah's there as a shepherd high on a hill sometimes i'm not there though because i'm out in the darkness getting you guys so love always and forever pastor deborah see you next time bye 
Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure to have you stopped by today and watch. This is Pastor Deborah, and I hope you come again and watch many, many more videos and learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again, watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry at Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many, many years. Love always and forever, Pastor Deborah.